Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And there is no reason on earth why Prince Charming cannot walk through our front door. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Who Will Save Generation X, the trivia show podcast that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through trivia, games, and friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jason, your host. Sometimes you'll hear me called, uh, be called Zabe. I answer the both. Um, today we have two awesome contestants, two of my best friends in the world, ready to compete for fabulous prizes and in the process do their part to save Generation X from going extinct altogether. Uh, are you ready to do your part? Please play along with us and see how you do versus our contestants today and see what rad prize you would claim should you have uh, won the game today. We're so happy you've chosen to join us in this ocean of podcasts to choose from that you've uh, taken the opportunity to spend it with us. Thank you so much. Uh, our contestants today are Adam. Hey, so happy to be here, Zabe. My good friends of over 30 years. Never lost this game. <laughs> well, your uh, partner today has never lost either, and he's actually played previous to this. So uh, welcome also. Uh, Adam's rival today is Marty. Super jazzed to be here today. And um, I'm going to predict that this game will go like the time that I swatted Adam when we play, were playing uh, basketball at the Carpet Dome. Photos or it didn't happen, right? I mean. <laughs> oh, it, it happened. <laughs> this game is fiction. <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, I'll give a quick rundown. The show is broken up into three rounds. The player with the most points after round two goes on to play the bonus round and try and win today's prize. That is unless the losing player can play spoiler and stop them from winning. We're going to jump right in and go into round one, and it's a little game we like to call The Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have our first game of the day. In this game, we take the top 10 facts about a topic, and players compete to identify them on a top 10 list. An incorrect answer gets you a strike, and the player who gets three strikes is, uh, loses the round. The winner of the round will be awarded The, the Power. power which is uh, a position which will grant them advantages later in the game. So no points are awarded for round one, but having the power is a, can be a great advantage. We flip the coin backstage to determine who goes first. And Adam, you won that coin toss. Round one. These are the top 10 singles of Michael Jackson, <laughs> the king of pop. You guys have heard of Michael Jackson, correct? You're familiar with his body yeah. of work? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I can't believe you never heard of me. I'm a very popular entertainer. These are the top 10 singles. These are both uh, ranked by physical sales and digital sales. And they're ranked from the United Kingdom only from 1979 to 2020, okay? So these singles do not include, include any of his songs from the Jackson 5. So you can eliminate those from your mind. 
uh, or his first four studio albums. So these are strictly starting from his off the wall album going forward. Okay. Adam, you have the pleasure of going first. Name a top 10 Michael Jackson hit. Thriller. 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 Number seven. <laughs> All right, Marty, to you. I'll, I'll say uh, Billy Jean. Billy Jean. The number one answer. Very good, Marty. Adam? Well, we were talking about your fap room before, so beat it. <laughs> my answer. Beat it. Number three. <laughs> Very good. Kind of. Martin? How about uh, bad? Bad is a bad answer in this uh, game because that's number 14 on the list. This is totally false. So that's strike one for Marty. Adam? Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Criminal is number 10 on the list. Just made oh, nice. it into the list. <laughs> so Adam has three correct answers. Marty with one. Marty? All right, I'm going with man in the mirror. Are you starting with the man in the mirror? Yes, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. That's a good answer because that's number six on the list. Ooh. Adam, no strikes. Take a swing. Is that can't stop, gotta get enough, Is that is that too uh, too early? Uh, no, that's not too early. Uh, that's my answer. Good, because uh, don't stop till you get enough is number four on the list. Yes, that's my favorite one too, by the way. Marty. I'll say black or white. Ooh. You got to pick one. Only one well, answer. I'll, I'll, oh, I'm the song. Black. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Black or white. That is the number five answer. Very good. <laughs> Adam, back to you. Do you remember when we fell in love? You were young and beautiful then. There you go. What's the name of that song, Adam? <laughs> remember the time. Remember the time. It was number 19. Oof. So that's strike one for Adam. Marty, back to you. I, I, I really want to sing the lyrics, but uh, I don't want to embarrass myself. And Adam's really good at it, but I'm not. So I'm going to say, uh, The Way You Make Me Feel. The Way You Make Me Feel is number nine on the list. <laughs> nine. Number nine. There are only two Sweet. answers remaining. The number two answer and the number eight answer. And I will uh, be very shocked if anyone gets one of the two answers. Adam, to you. Dirty Diana. This is totally false. Number 18. <laughs> oh. Dirty Diana. Uh, I can't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's the exact title, but I think it's uh, Rock With Me or something like that. Rock, is it Rock With Me All Night or something like that? Rock With You, I believe is what you're asking about. Okay. Michael Jackson's got a rock with you, a rock and Robin, and you rock my world. It was all three rock. I, I, I think it's has. rock with you is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, sorry. Yeah, that strike. one. This is totally false. Dang. Sorry, Marty. Strike number two. But you do have the you do have the um, the tiebreaker, so it's to Adam. Here's the pressure. Either you get number eight or number two, or the game's over, and Marty wins. Number two, man. Is that the one where he cries? <laughs> Is it? 
like you're not alone or something like that. Uh, what about the Paul McCartney one or like Heal the World or something? Uh, you Paul said like four different titles. And one yeah, of them is correct. correct. <laughs> uh, the Girl is Mine. Paul McCartney, dude, is a Beatle. That's it. Boom. That's number two because it's UK, baby. So you play this game. This is totally false. Number 30 on the list is uh, <laughs> The Girl is Mine. So, Adam, that is your third strike. Marty, do you want to rub it in and try and get another answer, or do you want to just take your victory and run? I was going to say We Are the World. Uh, that is not a Michael Jackson single. Oh, okay. Sorry. Adam, you had the right answer with uh, You Are Not Alone. You mentioned that uh, in your little rundown. Your mental rundown. That was number eight on the list. What was number two? Number two is some rando song called Earth Song. What? I guess it was some awesome hit in the UK. I've never heard of that song. I looked it up on YouTube, and I couldn't tell you how it goes even after listening to it. So it's Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Number two all-time selling song, super forgettable. I don't think we have any listeners in the United Kingdom that are being offended by me saying that at the moment. (laughs) So I I can rip on the UK a little bit. Congratulations, Marty. You have the power for round two. Before we start round two, let's take a moment to better get acquainted with our contestants today. Marty, please tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, as a personal preference question, tell me your favorite Michael Jackson song. My name is Marty. I graduated from high school in 1991 with Zabe, just barely, I'm meaning Zabe barely. I live in uh, Lewiston, Idaho now. Uh, my favorite MJ song, I'm going with another part of me, the, uh, the, the final song from Captain EO. <laughs> I've seen Captain EO only one time. What? And I've only saw it once. Oh, and awful. that was enough for me. Yeah, Captain EO rules. What are you I know, people, about? People love it. I, I mean, I saw it as an adult, so some of the magic was oh. worn off. It's just super cheesy <laughs> to me. Oh. I mean, I love nostalgia. I, I love all that stuff, but my goodness, it was, it was just too much for me. But great answer. Thanks for playing again, Marty. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, Marty won uh, a game already, uh, our very first recording. So Marty's kind of a champ here. So we'll see if he can be dethroned by our other contestant. Please welcome to the show, Adam. Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us your personal preference question of who or excuse me, what is your favorite Michael Jackson song? I'm a lot younger than you guys. I graduated in 92, but I think that still puts me squarely in Generation X uh, from Edison High School, Huntington Beach, California. Uh, Married, happily married. Now I live in North Carolina on the coast, Wilmington, North Carolina. I have four kids, uh, three girls and a boy. My favorite Michael Jackson song was one that's really close to me. one weekend when I spent at the Neverland Ranch. First little lullaby, sang me asleep. You'd be amazed how often I hear uh, that. He's totally false. I think we're a little old for that. <laughs> but uh, it's the, uh, it was had a hard time with it because I love Thriller. I actually uh, tr- picked up a girl when I was a kid by doing the Thriller thing with the glove and the dance. 
Um, but it's the can't stop to get enough, man. I mean, that just makes me happy. I hear that smile on the face every time. It's a great song. Great song. Good, good call. Well, thanks guys for being on the show. I love you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I mean, I love you for other reasons too, but for being on the show, we're going to add that to the list. So round two is a game we like to call uh, eight is enough. Hey, uh, can I ask a question real quick? Sure. So how many points do I get for winning game number one? No points are awarded for winning game number one. However, you do get the power. The power. That, that gives you an advantage in round number two. Okay. I was just, I was asking that because I just wanted to rub it in and make fun of Mike uh, from the last episode when he was so bent about his prize from game number one. Uh, his prize of not winning anything for game number one? Yeah. Other than the power. Except Come on. The that's power. the thing. That's yeah. the thing. That is. We're going to make the power a thing. Yes. Okay. So uh, round number two today is a game called Eight is Enough. Round two. Uh, in this game, I'll ask a total of eight questions, four to each contestant. Points are awarded for each correct answer. Uh, two points for a complete correct answer. And one point can be awarded for a partial correct answer which is up to the judge's discretion, of course. At any time, players can appeal the judges to make a ruling for a partial correct answer and a point. Uh, and that'll be, uh, they can make their case through loud arguments and throwing things. Uh, the player who won round one uh, has the power, the power and the power awards the player, uh, the power to choose between two questions uh, during the round. The power allows the player to know one of the two categories the question falls under. So you can make a kind of more educated guess on which question you want to try and answer. Players take turn answering uh, the questions with a chance to steal if their opponent answers incorrectly. The steal is worth one point uh, and also steals the power away from his or her opponent. You cannot lose points for an incorrect answer. However, all questions must be given an answer, no matter how incorrect they may be. Just like in the, the Nickelodeon TV show, uh, you can't do that on television, saying some form of I don't know has consequences. And in this case, you'll have a point taken away in the event uh, uh, from you if you say I don't know, if you refuse to answer. Uh, in the event of a tie, the player who currently has the power wins the tiebreaker and the game. Okay, everyone got it? Okay, Marty, so uh, you, got, you can choose between these two questions. Mog why? Because we love you which is a movie question. Or the other one is called, this shoe is a friend of Pooh. I'll, I'll go with Mogwai because we love you. Okay, there's a movie question. Marty, here's your question. What are the three rules for keeping a Mogwai and what are the consequences for breaking each rule? With Mogwai comes much responsibility. Oh, jeez. I don't know book questions, man. Not Mowgli. <laughs> Mogwai. Mogwai. Well, uh, I uh, let's see. Um, you can't you can't let it get wet, right? You can't right. let it get wet. If it gets wet, I think it uh, multiplies. Okay. Um, I think it's not supposed to. You're not supposed to feed it after I don't know midnight or something. The the last one I don't know. You you can't uh, cut its hair. I don't know. <laughs> So, Marty, I'm sorry that is incorrect. Uh, you got a couple things right, but uh, that was not a fully correct answer. Mar Adam, if you can get all three correct, you'll win the power and the two points. Um, otherwise, Marty, I think, has got a, uh, a case to make for a partial. Adam, can you, do you know the answers? The first two were correct. 
Okay. So I'll steal the partial and then I'll add no microwave food. <laughs> if you remember the show, they become microwave food uh, at one point, but that is not correct. At Marty is going to get one point for a correct answer. Adam did not get the steal. Uh, the correct answers are... Uh, Don't ever feed him after midnight. They turn into gremlins if you feed them after midnight. Don't expose them to bright light, and sunlight oh. will kill them. Um, uh, don't let them get wet. They will, they will multiply. Uh, and so a little factoid about the Gremlins movie. Uh, early considerations for playing Billy in the movie Gremlins were Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez. Uh, an early choice to direct was Tim Burton, which makes you wonder what Gremlins might look like under the helm of uh, Tim Burton. So going to Adam, here's your question. Uh, this shoe is a friend of Pooh. This is a culture and fashion question. Ready? These sneakers had little pouches on the side, but they didn't help you hop any better. The answer is kangaroo shoes. Kangaroos is correct. Very good. Two points for you, Adam. Despite its bearing the name of the animal best known in Australia, Kangaroos is an American brand of sneakers headquarters in St. Louis, Missouri, of all places. Notable athletes who wore ruse were uh, uh, Walter Payton, Sweetness himself, William the Refrigerator Perry, Ozzie Smith, and Clyde the Glide Drexler. So uh, you give a pick between, um, this is a game category, and the, the uh, entitled The Cube is Love. Uh, versus the other category, which is entitled 101001101001. Which would you pick? All right. By the power of grade school, I pick the second one. Okay. That's the, that's the culture question. Which computer is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest selling single computer model of all time? I'm going to go with Atari. Atari is incorrect. Adam, you get a chance to steal. Which computer is listed in the Guinness Book World Records as the highest selling single computer model of all time? Gotta be the Commodore 64. The Commodore 64 is correct. Hey. So that's a steal for Adam, and he now has the power. An 8-bit home computer, the Commodore 64 sold between 10 and 17 million units. It was the first computer to allow for online multiplayer gaming as well. You had one, Zay. I did have one. I had the 128 because, you know, we were rich. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, you can take a, a big lead here if you can answer this question. Uh, it's a games category. It's called The Cube is Love. How long did it take Erno Rubik? to first solve his invention, the Rubik's Cube. This is a multi-choice uh, multi uh, question. A, was it four weeks? B, 69 days? C, 30 minutes? Or D, one month? Uh, I'm gonna say 30 minutes. 30 minutes is incorrect. Marty, you can steal. And steal back the power, I guess. The right? power. I'm going with 69 days. 69 days, 69 days is incorrect. Mm. Dang it. Okay, so guys, the answer were four weeks or one month was two of the answers. Yeah, so it can't <laughs> be. You just pick the other two. 
Yeah, because it can't be it. That's test taking skills, bro. We're well, smart. <laughs> That's why we didn't pick those ones. But by, by they eliminate each other. They don't eliminate each other. They're both correct. Oh, Marty, you're with me. We both get partial credit. The uh, host yeah. is wrong. <laughs> yeah. The host is not wrong. Marty, you're arguing with a teacher. Marty, if you put that question on any test. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's not a, an effective multiple choice. Uh, it was effective if you wanted to get it wrong. Right. I guess. Well, <laughs> all right. You, you guys want to have loud arguments about partial credit? Yeah, we both get a point for that one. Okay. Yeah. You both get a point. However, Negative they cancel point. each other out. So, uh, Negative point for, uh, for the host. For the host. Yeah. Adam, you get first to pick. Uh, one is a music question entitled, Yo, Who Will Save Generation X Raps? Hmm. Or the other uh, question is entitled, Because I Know Something You Don't Know. Let's do the second one. The second one. That is a movie question. Why did Indigo Montoya smile halfway through his fencing fight with the man in black? Good thing this is a video podcast, right? Everyone saw it. Because <laughs> he's really uh, left-handed. Or he used the opposite hand. He used the opposite hand that he is. That's why he was smiling. Uh, is that your final answer? He was smiling... Because the hand he was fighting with was his offhand, not his sword hand. That's my final answer. Uh, that's judges. That's the reason he was smiling, baby. The, the judges accept your answer. You're smiling because he was not left-handed. Why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed. You knew the answer. Uh, the famous sword fight between in from the Princess Bride between Carrie Elwes and Mandy Patinkin was performed by the actors themselves after practicing eight to ten hours a day for months. Not only did they need to learn the art of fencing, but they had to learn how to do it with either hand. Inconceivable. So that's two points for Adam, bringing you to a total of five points. Marty with one point. So you really need to, mathematically speaking, you need to get this right. <clears throat> no, no pressure. Okay, it's a music question called, Yo, Who Will Save Gen X Raps? <clears throat> According to the title of the 1988 album, what does it take to hold back the rap group Public Enemy? What does it take to hold back the rap group Public Enemy? According to the title of this album. The man. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> No, nothing can hold him back. Sorry, that is incorrect as well. Adam, you could have taken a total lead. Uh, according to the title of the 1988 album, it takes a nation of millions to hold back Public Enemy. Yeah, boy! Critics once called Public Enemy the most influential and radical band of their time. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013. So no points for that question. Adam. You can pick between a cartoon question called Name That Nemesis or the other category, uh, question is called Schlemiel Schlemazel. Hyphen self-incorporated? Uh, oh, what a great title. I'm going to go with the uh, Schlemiel Schlemazel. Schlemiel Schlemazel it is. Schlemiel. Schlemazel. Okay. 
if you get this correct, uh, Marty cannot win at all. Shirley Feeney from the beloved TV show Laverne and Shirley had many different men that she dated on the show. However, she had one guy that she dated much more than all the rest. What was the first name, the last name, and the nickname of this dance-loving boxer who was the special extra guy to Shirley? That's a lot of beats, dude. Yep. Not Lenny. It's not Squiggy. It's the big, first name Big, second name Ragu. What's, his, what's the character's first last name and his nickname? You got the big ragu. That's his first name and his last name. His first name is the. His last name is big. First name is big. Last name ragu. Okay, that is uh, incorrect. Marty, can you name his first and last name and his nickname? Adam already gave uh, you his nickname. Well, yeah. I can name his first name. I don't know his last name. Is that going to give me something? Uh, well, that doesn't give a complete answer. So that would just okay. kind of negate. Well, I'm going to, I know the first name it's Carmine, but mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't ever remember hearing the last name. So I, I don't know that. So it's just Carmine, Carmine, Carmine. <laughs> Carmine, Carmine. Sorry, that is incorrect, Marty. It's a great effort. Carmine Ragusa. The big ragu. Ragusa oh, is why they call him the big ragu. Ragusa. Yes. yes. We both Everyone knows that. Uh, he also uh, enjoyed a run on daytime soap operas, the actor, uh, with a role on Guiding Light that got him dubbed as the Joe Pesci of daytime. <laughs> Those are offsetting points there. Uh, okay. I, I mean, Adam, Marty, you can't win, so there's no point in saying the last question. For fun. For another episode. For fun. For funsies? Oh, yeah, let me let me see if I can, you know, save save some face a little bit. Come on. Adam, you're gonna award him double points if he gets this? Double points. Okay. Well, this is a huge question. Um, it has a lot of points to it. If you really want to be a gambling man, Adam, you can give him a point for each question. Uh each portion of this question gets right. I'll let you uh, decide after I ask the question. Okay, so Marty, uh, here you go. Uh, name that nemesis. It's a cartoon show. Name any three arch enemy members of the Legion of Doom that fought against the Super Friends in the TV show Challenge of the Super Friends. Have you seen the new Harley Quinn? No, cartoon? I haven't. Uh, Birds of Prey? No, no, no. It's a cartoon. It's on HBO Max. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. It's an adult cartoon. Uh, it's voiced by that Kaylee Cuco, the girl. Uh, it's great. Those aren't the kind of adult cartoons I watch regularly. Uh, <laughs> the Legion, I, I, I just watch <laughs> heavy metal on repeat. <laughs> the Legion of Doom is a big part of it. As, as they should be. Marty, name three arch enemy members of the Legion of Doom that fought against the Super Friends in the TV show Challenge of the Super Friends. All right. Well, I'm going to say uh, Solomon Grundy. Oh, wow. Nice. That's correct. Um, Solomon Grundy, crash super And uh, the uh, Manta. Uh, yes. Black Manta. Black Manta. I'm, I'm uh, drawing a blank. Solomon on the other Grundy. One. How do you pull out Solomon I, Grundy and I don't, don't know, know the rest? I don't know why that one stuck with me, but... Uh, uh, the, those are the two I got. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with uh, the Riddler. I don't know. That's correct. That's my favorite. Correct. Oh, <laughs> hey. Nice. 
So that would be worth two points unless Marty's, Adam's going to be really nice. <clears throat> Actually, if Adam is really nice, he still has the power, so he wins the tiebreaker. So Adam, you going to be really nice and give him double points for that? I already said it, yeah. It was already, those were already the six. Double points. Marty ties it up, but Adam has the power, which power. gets the tiebreaker. So I'll rattle down the uh, names of the arch enemies. You got Black Manta, Giganta, Toy Man, Riddler, Bizarro, Scarecrow, oh, Lex Luthor, which is the easiest one on the list. Yeah. Captain Cold, Cheetah, Solomon Grundy, Gorilla Grodd, Brainiac, and Sinestro. No Joker or Bane? Nope. That's uh, prior to Bane. Bane wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Far he's, as I, he's far as I know, at least. He's in the Harley Quinn one. He's great. Yeah. I think he was added in the 90s. He kind of came around. Anyways. Uh, prior to the first televised appearance of the Legion of Doom, a group of super foes appeared in the first issue of the Super Friends comic book in 1976. Its membership included Toy Man, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Cheetah, someone called Human Flying Fish, and their protégés, which were Toy Boy, Chick, Honeysuckle, Kitten, and Sardine, respectively. Uh, incidentally, I'm pretty sure Adam's nickname in college was Toy Boy, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think you're it was Anaconda, if you don't remember. <laughs> okay, that means Adam has uh, five points. Marty with five points. Adam has a tiebreaker. That way, that means he wins, and you win the game. Congratulations, Adam. Round three. You win. You get to move on to round three. Congratulations, uh, Marty. You, uh, your, your day isn't quite done yet because you get to uh, also participate in round three. But before we start the final round, uh, if you're enjoying the show so far, please consider giving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to future episodes. Uh, it costs you nothing to give us a positive review and subscribe, and it would mean a, a whole lot to me, and thank you so much. Uh, we would love to have you as a friend of the show. Round three. Round three is a bonus round uh, called Dysfunctional Family Feud. In this final round, the game's loser can play spoiler to the winner. I will ask the same five survey questions, Family Feud style, to each player in turn, and they will need to respond with what they think is the most popular answers from the Generation X timeline. That's the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. These are actual survey questions taken from actual people from the Generation X that have been quizzed uh, on the show via Facebook. Uh, the losers get to answer the first questions and with the winner unable to hear the responses. The winner will then have to give responses to the same five questions and beat the other player's score without duplicating any of the answers from the other player. If they get more points, uh, they win the game and go on to claim their chance at a prize. Okay? So we are going to put Adam on uh, in the waiting room here. So Marty, you know how to play? You ready? Oh, yeah, I know. Five survey questions to be answered only from the Generation X timeline. For example, if I asked you to name a famous athlete, you would not say LeBron James. You would say Magic Johnson because LeBron James was not famous during Generation X timeline. Filter all your answers from the Generation X timeframe. You'll have a five count to, ask, to answer each question. If you can't think of an answer, say pass, and I'll come back to you at the end. Uh, you can only pass once, okay? Gotcha. Uh, the second player can pass twice because it's a little harder. Okay, you ready? I am ready. Here we go. Name a woman's fashion trend that you're glad is no longer in style. Leg warmers. Name a movie your parents didn't allow you to watch 
but you did anyways. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who was the 80s celebrity crush of every boy? Pass. Okay. What toys advertising campaign was most effective on you? Uh, G.I. Joe. Where was your favorite place to eat? At the mall. Orange Julius. Who was the 80s celebrity crush of every boy? Farrah Fawcett. I don't have a good feeling. I don't have a good feeling about this, Abe. Okay, Adam's back with us. We have recorded Marty's answers. Okay, Adam, I'm going to ask you the same five questions I asked Marty. Uh, if you can't, you'll have a five count to answer the question. If you cannot think of an answer, say pass, and I'll come back to you. You can pass twice in this round. Okay? Yeah. That's how the timer works. Here we go. Your time will begin after I read the first question. Name a woman's fashion trend that you're glad is no longer in style. Bell bottoms. Dudes, Name a, du dudes wear bell bottoms too, man. Okay. Cool. Gender stereotyping. I'm cool with dudes wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Name a movie that your parents didn't allow you to watch, but you did anyways. Pass. Who was the 80s celebrity crush of every boy? Alyssa Milano. What toys advertising campaign was most effective on you? G.I. Joe. Try again. Star Wars. Where was your favorite place to eat at the mall? Orange Julius. Try again. Chicken, teriyaki chicken guy. <laughs> sample man just keep, keep making the rounds keep rolling by the guy oh well, sure happy to try one of these delicious teriyaki chicken that's the guy well, that's... name a movie that you your your parents didn't allow you to watch but you did anyways rambo okay let's reveal the answers so uh the first question was name a woman's fashion trend that you're glad is no longer in style marty said leg warmers which is worth 20 points. Adam said bell bottoms, which is, uh, did not make our survey. The number one answer was shoulder pads. A name a movie that your parents didn't allow you to watch, but you did anyways. Marty said Rocky Horror, which got zero points. Adam said Rambo, which also got zero points. The number one answer was Porkies. Porkies. Good answer. Porkies. Uh, yeah, so the scores Marty 20, Adam 0. Who was the 80s celebrity crush of every boy? Marty said Farrah Fawcett, which was the number four answer. Got him 13 points, bringing his total to 33. Adam said Melissa Mil Alyssa Milano, which was the number one answer, worth 30 points. Oh. Uh, score is now uh, 33 to 30. What is a toys advertising campaign that was most effective? Marty said G.I. Joe, which was the number two answer, worth 30 points, bringing him up to 63 points. Adam said Star Wars, which is the number five answer, worth eight points. So the score going into the final question is uh, Marty 63 and Adam 38. Ariaki guy bringing it home. Sorry, Marty. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, name A, what was your favorite place to eat at the mall? Uh, Marty said uh, Orange Julius, which was the number two answer for 12 points, bringing him to a total of 75 points, uh, which means, Adam, you are uh, 37 points behind. To the final question. The bag. You said chicken chicken teriyaki guy, which did not make our survey, unfortunately. Uh, so those were zero points, which means uh, you did not beat Marty today, and uh, Marty played spoiler and negated your, your win there. Uh, but you still won the game. Congratulations, and thank you very much. Um, the, oh, what was the number sorry, one number answer? Number one answers uh, for number, question number four was uh, the toy was Cabbage Patch Kids was the number one answer. And uh, number five, Sabaro was the place uh, people like to eat at the mall. Okay. So thank you very much for playing. We do not get to go to the prize round today, uh, but maybe next time. See, I don't have a good ending for the show. <laughs> I really don't. It's wah, wah, you lost. Cool. Thanks for playing, guys. Because <laughs> I assume there's going to be a win and there's another segment. And uh, in case th that didn't happen. Thank you very much for checking out the show. We know you have a vast ocean of choices for your podcasting enjoyment. And it amazes me that you chose to spend a little bit of time on our little show. Thank you so much. Uh, if you like the show, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for more Gen X content. If you'd like to contribute directly to the show, we have a Patreon account set up at patreon.com slash who will save Gen X. Contributions there go directly towards keeping the show going, offering better, or in this case, some prizes uh, for the contestants and all around improvements uh, to the show for future episodes. At our Patreon site, you'll see special offers for becoming a contributor to the show, including exclusive content, bonus episodes, who will save Gen X merchandise, and much, much more. If you like what we're doing here and you're able to contribute a few bucks, I would be forever grateful. If not, please consider us next time. Thanks, anyways. Uh, I'd like to give special thanks to our guest, uh, Marty. Thank you for being here. Uh, you got anything to plug or a shout out or anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh no, I just want to give a shout out to you, Zabe. Thanks for having me twice. Thank you, Marty. It's been my pleasure, I assure you. And also, a uh, great big thanks to Adam for being on the show. Thank you so much, Adam. You got anything you want to uh, leave shout outs or parting words before we go? Shout out to both of you, buddies. Buddies for life. Uh, I'd like to plug my podcast support group for well endowed males. <laughs> <laughs> What's that website, Adam? Is that penisland.com? Pen Island. You've been there. <laughs> Penisland.com. That's it. <laughs> uh, before we go, I'd like to uh, give leave a, uh, a cliffhanger question for the day. Uh, if you know the answer, please reach out to me on any of our social media platforms uh, that you follow us on the show, or you can email me directly at who will save Generex at gmail.com that's who will save genx at gmail.com yeah, questions suggestions if you'd like to submit a question maybe it'll be used on the show uh, but if you get our, our cliffhanger question correct you will be going entered into a drawing for a, uh, a prize at a later date question cliffhanger uh of the, this week is what would happen if you pick up the phone and call 719-26-O-A-T-E-S that's 719-26-O-A-T-E-S if you know the answer, please reach out and uh, you'll be entered into the drawing for the prize.
Before we go, I'd like to take a moment and answer last episode's cliffhanger question of the week. That question was, in the early outlines for The Empire Strikes Back, what was the original name of Yoda? And then the hint was, please note that no vampires were slayed when writing this question. The answer is Buffy. Of all things to name a Jedi Master, they were going to go with Buffy. The original actor for Yoda was going to be a monkey dressed in a costume. This is no joke. Luckily, a crew member remarked that a monkey would be essentially more trouble than it's worth and cooler heads prevailed. Someone finally talked George Lucas out of a bad idea. And thankfully, we got Yoda as the Jedi Master instead of Buffy. Thanks to that unknown crew member that saved Yoda. Not all heroes wear capes or have lightsabers. And thanks also to all of you that reached out on our social media pages with the correct answer to that question. Your answers have been recorded and will be entered into a uh, drawing for a prize at a later date. Well, that's it for the episode, everyone. Thank you again for listening, and thank you for doing your part in saving Generation X. Bye. What do you do with witches? And what do you burn apart from witches? Brooke Shields, Diana Ross, Manuel Lewis, and Bubbles.